Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Oh, sit here. Thank you. Hey, I saw that. You gave up your seat for the woman with the oxygen tank. Always showing your good side. Know how else you could help her? Donate at Griffles Plasma, because she also relies on plasma-based medicines. By donating at Griffles Plasma, you make it possible for patients to get where they're going in life. And that feels really good. Become a Griffles Plasma donor, and you can receive up to $800 this month. Find a center at grifflesplasma.com. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. <laughs> Always happy to be here with you guys uh, on a Woo Wednesday. Protect your neck. Uh, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. But, but most importantly, proud to be here on a beautiful Rangers win. But before we get into the sports, I believe we've got some local news. We've moved on from Manalapan Township. They're done. They're done. The Big Black Cucks uh, fan page is is gone. Sad. They're old news. Uh, they, they are. are. News. They are. They're old. They're old news. Um, it's very sad to hear, but you know, it's, it's you know, like anything good, it has to come to an end. Uh, as much as we may be sad about it. Um, uh, uh, but we've got something new. So, yeah, we so do. We, we got to get excited about that one. I, I first want to say uh, happy Hanukkah to everyone who celebrates. I celebrate with my daughter. Uh, you know, we celebrate both Christmas and Hanukkah here. Uh, so happy Hanukkah to everybody out there. That's uh, fourth night, so hopefully we got four good gifts so far, and uh, keep, keep keep the gifts coming uh, for the next uh, four days. To Hanukkah. <laughs> uh, That's God. not how you uh, do it. <laughs> yes, I have my drink over there. Um, anyway, so local news. This is funny. My association, HOA, sent out uh, a mailing, uh, well, email, a uh, blast email type of thing. And they were scheduling time to come by and, you know, power wash the uh, the siding of the, of the house. Um, I mean, it's the winter. I don't know why they're doing the winter. Get cold temperatures. So they actually delayed it for freezing temperatures today. But uh, last week they were supposed to do it, uh, and then they sent an email out saying that be- due to the behavior of certain community members, we had to delay it. And I'm like, wow, I really need to know what did people do. I don't know they're just complaining because they said to back all your stuff away from the uh, from the house while they do it, but that was not it. Um, <laughs> then later on in the um, <laughs> in the email it says. Be advised, harassment in any form of the association's contractors will be met with appropriate legal action against any member of the community who chooses to harass, intimidate, or threaten agents of the association while they perform the contracted duties. These actions may include but are not limited to criminal charges, association fines, cease and desist orders, and civil penalty. Uh, What the fuck? (laughs) I'm just like, what? happened that this had to be sent out to remind everyone that harassment 
uh, is is a crime. I'm on. You the, know the situation the was they weren't using union workers. I, my my, my uh, I'm on the side of the guy that was harassing the contractor because I hate homeowners associations. Homeowners associations are, are are arguably the best and the worst things ever. Like they're good because that one dirtbag neighbor has to clean his yard. That's great. They're bad because you want to put a banister in the front of your house because your 90 year old mother lives with you, and they're like, you can't do that. She needs to fall down those stairs. If you do it, all the neighbors have to put a banister there. No, they don't. Or if you want your house to be dark blue, and they're like, no, that's not a sanctioned color. Like, come on now. It's communism at its finest. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. I I know uh, my sister used to live in a HOA down in Florida, which is, I mean. Was it run by Disney? It was that one, wasn't it? Oh, okay. No. And it's funny, like, you know, up here, usually HOAs are condos, townhouses, that sort of thing. So it, it makes sense because you want people to have to keep the same siding. You want to keep the same look to the neighborhood. Everything, you know, seems in order. But down in Florida, where you have a quarter acre of your own property, a fully detached house, it doesn't really make sense. And in the situation of my sister, um, there's actually a class action lawsuit going on because the HOA decided that. They wanted to be a 55 and older community, and the only way to do that was to get everybody younger to move out. How do you get them to move out? You just find the hell out of them against their uh, against their mortgage and against their uh, tax. Uh, you put liens on the house, and she was getting fines for having her kids' toys in the yard. They were saying the yard's unkempt, um, and it wasn't just her. They were going after anybody with kids in, in the HOA, and it's just ridiculous. I'm not going to say what I want to say. They're awful. <laughs> HOAs are terrible. I, I do understand though, but these were not actually people who work for the association. These are like the contractors they hired. So I kind of do do feel bad because like that guy doesn't has nothing to do with the HOA. That guy, yeah, but he should know yeah, better than do business. Okay, there's like two the sides to every story. That were building the Death true, Star. Okay, listen, I mean, we don't we don't know. Ultimately, those rebels killed a whole bunch of contractors that were installing toilets on the Death Star. <laughs> all right, but as a contractor, you need to know better who you're working for. All right. You knew when you took that contract with the Empire that they had a beef with somebody. You know, it would be like if you were a roofer and, I don't know, John Gotti called you to do his roof. Are you doing that roof? Probably not. Right? I'm not doing that. Because for all you know, somebody's rolling by John Gotti's house that day (laughs) and lights it up. Now, I know John Gotti's dead. But you get what I'm saying? Like, you know, a real contractor works with this, not with this. Yeah, well... I wish I knew more of the story, but I just thought it was hilarious that like that's that's what's getting sent out. I, I think you need to go live to the streets. I mean, boots on the ground, start interviewing some neighbors. Just start knocking on neighbors' doors at tons. Absolutely. Of Maybe you get one of those crazy cat ladies to come out. Yeah. Let yeah. let her tell you about the end of days. And if a guy if a guy invites you in to play like GameCube and uh bro out and bro out, don't do it. No, why not? Because it's like some, to catch a predator crap, man. He's yeah, gonna, so what? He's gonna bro rape you. <laughs> Listen, so what? Catch he's a married guy. He's secure with his sexuality. If you know, he has to put on a little flash dance for the guy, and he gets something out of it. Who cares? Where are I mean, we? Where are the free gifts? How did we go with this? <laughs> to be stripping to some random guy. Why not? Let's move on. I'm no, let's let's We're stay. This sounds, like, this sounds like TJ's fantasy. <laughs> not my fantasy. So the saying, I'll, I'll take twenty bucks is twenty bucks, brother. I mean, <laughs> we're not above it. I'm not. All right, we're moving on. Twenty bucks. bucks. We're on to Cincinnati. Um, Let's go. So the next thing we're going to talk about some baseball hot stove. Max Mad Max Scherzer to the New York Mets. 
What are we thinking, guys? Who has that drop? <laughs> <laughs> Not <laughs> this guy. Boo? Who did the booze before? Uh, anyway, that was, that was I, no, good for the Mets. That's a big signing. That's a, it's a, a big deal for New York Mets. After what's his name, Stevie Cohen went on Twitter and was so pissed about Syndergaard and and Mats. Well, more Mats with the agent and stuff and the unprofessionalism. Well, he got a professional agent, uh, and, and it was I think it's Scott Boris, uh, and they made a deal. So now Mad Max is a Met. They have the I think one of the I'm gonna say the best one two punch if they're both healthy with Degrom and Scherzer. That's you a know, huge if. It's a huge if for Degrom right now currently, but Degrom will Scherzer. be in the Scherzer petered, petered out in the uh, playoffs. I mean, we That's saw true. it with our own two eyes. I, I Listen, I, I don't want to take anything away from Max Scherzer. He had an incredible year. He he had a stellar year. Uh, the guy's a career, I think, 3.12 ERA. I think last year he pitched at a 2.7 ERA. I, I mean, he's coming he's off a, sure a tremendous season. Yeah, listen, coming off a tremendous season. But $130 million for three years for a guy that's 37 years old. I I, I don't I don't know if listen they they go to the World Series this uh, this upcoming season they win the World Series it's money well spent whether the guy pitches you know year two uh, one game it doesn't matter they get a World Series it's money well spent but the Mets are going for broke right now and anything less than a World Series win is a loss for the year a hundred percent it's a loss for the year so they're going for broke and. It is what it is. I don't want to seem like a bitter Yankee fan. Yes, the Yankees are sitting on the sidelines with a bag of money and nobody to give it to. That's their own problem, okay? But That money's underneath Hal Steinbrenner's bed. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, number one, Met fans that have always bitched and complained about Yankee fans buying championships, you can't say nothing anymore. That's it. Number two, your team is cursed. Your team is cursed. Okay, it's only a matter of time before the doom and gloom hits till I turn on the fan at 5 a.m. while I'm driving to work and hear just irate Met fans pissed off about everything that's going on. You cannot complain. Your owner went out there and spent the money. And if they don't come through, it's 100 percent on the on the talent. So, I I mean, the Met fans have in two years, they have gotten everything they wanted. They have gotten an owner that is willing to spend money and then the owner spent the money. Do you think that the Mets had to pay a tax for being the Mets? I think the tax is going to be when, uh, you know, no, no, I mean, shit hits the fan. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. In football, we always talk about the Jets have to pay a tax because they're a shitty franchise. They have to pay more money for free agents in order to lure them in. So do you think the Mets had to overpay for Scherzer to basically bribe him in? Um, listen, I think $130 million speaks for itself. Um, I think that they were going to pay him any amount that he wanted. It seems that way that they wanted him regardless of what it was going to cost. I think having the Grom there, that having that one-two punch is tantalizing for any picture. Um, I think the, the cons are you don't know who your manager is at this point. It took them forever to entice somebody to come in as the GM, which is insane. I mean, and who do they settle on? Uh, Billy Epler from yeah. from the A's, who had five pretty yeah, shitty Angel, seasons. Angel. I'm sorry, the Angels who had five pretty shitty seasons. Um, nothing really to show for it. So, uh, who? And then the first thing that people are throwing out there is that the rumor is he wants to bring back, uh, you know, Brad Osmus that he had for uh, I think it was last season or the last year and a half working for the Angels. So, I mean, young guy, I'm not a big fan. I, I'd rather them 
go after somebody like Buck Showalter. I'd rather them get some old school baseball in there, stop going by analytics and go by feel. But uh, with the team that they're building right now, if everybody stays healthy, you really don't have to go with anything other than. Uh, See, I disagree because they just added a great arm and that's phenomenal. Last year, they didn't have a problem stopping people from scoring on them. They had a problem putting up runs. DeGrom lost games, one zip. So what have they done to to, to address that situation? Because they lost Conforto at this point. They haven't re-signed him. Right. right? They, got, they signed they Starlin Marte. Say again? They signed Starlin Marte. If you look at Starlin Marte's numbers. His a, RBIs are pretty low. Yeah. He's 33. But let, let's just clear that up right now. He is 33 years old. Yeah. All right. And he's a PED user. So. True. Normally, PED users are not better the older they get. You know what I mean? Uh, so that that's the first thing. Uh, who's the other guy they just signed? I think they. Well, I was gonna say I, I think the boost uh, is uh, Eduardo Escobar. I mean the the that's guy the, puts yeah. the ball in play and and he has the the RBIs and runs to to show why he's worked. You know, two years, twenty million dollars. I, I think um, right there that piece that that added run uh, scoring ability definitely helps, especially somebody like him in the infield. That, that's a tremendous asset to them. They need. Lindor to bounce back gigantically. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, they need Lindor to bounce back gigantically. And they're going to need their their uh they're gonna need Alonzo to play up to what he was doing when the balls were juiced, which I don't think he can do. Uh, I don't think anybody really can put up the numbers they were putting up when the ball was juiced. You know? Yeah. Um well another thing too is you wrote in your notes here for the show. Um that Scherzer's now going to make more money than the Oriole Mariner, Orioles, the Mariners, and the Guardians? Yeah, their entire roster. Roster. He makes more per year than oh, those three rosters. Damn. So here's my question for you. Does no, I thought, I, thought it was, I thought it was he makes more the, the total of his contract. No, per year. So they all Who's make under 47? So I, I won't say he makes more than all three. He makes more than definitely one of them. And the other ones are nominally more than him. Maybe like if he's making, what is he making? 43 million a year? I think it's 47. Let's say he's making 47. One of them makes 48. One of them makes 37. Then that's their, that's their entirety, the entirety of their roster. Well, it's 130 year, 130 million for three years. So does that come out to be? That's a little bit more than 40 a year. Yeah, oh, so a little over 40 then a year. So, yeah, I mean. One of them makes 40. Yeah, you're right, 43.33 million a year. Um, it's more than Garrett Cole makes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But, but so here's my question, ultimately, right? Do, do MLB has a luxury. Yeah, Sorry. well, MLB has a luxury tax, right? Yeah. Right. You go over a certain dollar amount, you get fined, Right. Right, should and that money goes to uh, the Orioles, the Mariners, the Guardians. Should they be fined for not having a high enough payroll because they are not competitive? I don't I mean, think they should I, be handed money to pocket. I really don't. I'm I don't like so that idea. Angry. I, I, I'll, I'll say this right now: there is no such thing as a poor owner. Okay, no. If you own a franchise in sports, you are a multi-billionaire, or your group is a multi-billion-dollar group. You choose not to invest in your sports franchise because you don't care. And if you don't care, they should force you to sell the team. The NBA did it with the Clippers. I don't see why baseball can't do it with these franchises. I, I think I, I, I think the problem is places like New York where you have 
the Yes Network and SNY subsidizing this money into the Mets and the Yankees franchises, I think that opens up a lot more doors for them because it, it, that's what pays the bills. It's not fans in the stands. It's not concessions. It's it's your ad space on TV, and I don't think the smaller markets can – no one's giving the smaller markets a $100 million deal to to put ads on TV during the year. It, it's not happening. That's just not true because when Ted Turner owned the, the Braves, he owned TBS and TNT. And they were on those networks. And those are nationally televised. Right, but how many teams game. have – right, and he also – didn't but, he own but, CNN but the, at the time too? But how many teams – the Yankees monetarily. I understand that, but how many owners own multiple cable networks? Not one, multiple. Well, to be fair, the Yankees don't own Yes anymore. They sold it to Fox years ago. Right, but it's still – their ad space still subsidizes that team. Not at all because it doesn't belong to the Yankees anymore. It belongs to Fox. Completely? Uh, back in like 2006, they sold it. They sold it very quickly. It was very under the table. And that's why whenever the Nets and the Yankees stopped working together, I mean, obviously the Nets are still in yes, but whenever they broke right. up, they had a small union for a little bit where the Yankees owned a piece of the Nets. Whenever that stopped, when Jay-Z bought the Nets, so to speak, not right. really Jay-Z, but his group bought the Nets, that broke up and the Yankees sold yes to Fox, which is why you could watch Yankee games on Fox Sportsnet. Gotcha. All right, well, going back to the, the, the payroll thing. So the Mariners actually are at $49 million, but they just added $20 million, $23 million a year because they just signed Robbie Ray. So right. they were, at the at the time of the signing of Scherzer, then he was making more than, than their entire payroll. Yeah. Were so but the Orioles and the, the, the Guardians, they're still like at 37 and like $40 million. Well, I, I mean, listen, it, and going into, you know, other – off-season, you know, big news. I think the biggest splash, the most su- surprising splash for me is the Texas Rangers, $325 million, or so a 10-year contract, which I don't like at all for Corey Seager. I mean, a small market team, I, I know their their group makes a lot of money. I know they have big names in that group, but $325 million is a lot of money. I mean, I regardless of the contract, the 10 years, whatever, they made a statement there, and I think that's huge. I think it's going to bite them in the ass. I, I don't think I chilling out that much money for one player is going to make one iota of difference for that team. I, I don't think now that they're oh well, yeah, well they're a lock for winning the division. Not at all. But I, th- I think I think it's another A Rod situation. Yeah, yeah, it is another A Rod situation. Uh, also, the Orioles are uh, at thirty four, and the Guardians are at twenty nine. So, so Max Scherzer makes more 14, what, $14 million more than the entire Guardians payroll combined as of right now because they don't wait, wait. They haven't spent any money. Let's yet. be real, they made it to the World Series what five years ago, four years ago, 2015. Yeah, 15. So, six wow, years. okay. So, I was gone for a year. So, so six years ago, they made it to the World Series. 2020 doesn't count now. Definitely does. I, I think everybody in the whole free world 2020 does not count. Okay. 2020 is below the hard deck, and below the hard deck does not count. Yeah, I'm just saying, not even just for you because you were away, but for everybody, because 2020 sucks. So yeah. But um, uh but yes, yeah. that's so should so here's my question. Should these franchises be fined for not investing? They they, I don't they think... are ultimately holding back the sport by not investing and in creating a competitive space. I I, one thing I will say, like I already said, I don't think they should be getting handed money by these big market teams that are going over the cap. 
for free. Getting, because that, getting the luxury taxes. Getting the luxury tax, getting that bonus, and then putting it in their pocket. Because that's essentially what they're doing. It's not going to the team. They're not doing anything with it. I think if you're going to give that kind of money to a team that next season, that next offseason, they have to roll that into a contract. They have to sign somebody. And if they don't, it's pointless. It gets removed because you're not building that market. You're not building that franchise at all. You're putting money in somebody's pocket that doesn't have to give a shit about that team one more year. And you know you're giving what? them no no incentive to put money into the team. That's that's a great point, T. And and but again, maybe if there's a luxury tax top, there should also be a luxury tax bottom. Like when you drive on the Long Island yeah. Expressway, it says the speed limit sixty five, but it's also forty five. Right. You got to get somewhere in there. You ain't like holding there. traffic, and you ain't being a danger to everybody. You got to invest well, in my yourself. My question, my question is there. Is there revenue sharing in MLB? Yeah, right. Yeah. Tax, you go over sharing. the luxury tax, then that, that goes to other teams. Tax goes to the poorest teams. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about the salary cap stuff. I don't. Yeah. I don't I'm not uh, a as a lawyer, you probably should. Um, uh, whatever. I'm so, not gonna be an agent anytime soon. So. Obviously, uh, Seager to the Rangers is a big deal. One more off the board, right? Yeah, and uh, uh, some bad news, good news, I guess. Well, sad news if you if if you like him. Happy news if you don't. Clint Frazier cut by the Yankees. Uh, I felt that. They mishandled him entirely from Susan Waldman and her uh, uh, geriatric, uh, what are the dementia, saying that he asked for Mickey Mantle's number. It happened flat out lie. And every Yankee fan kind of hated this kid. And I want to say it was ginger hate. That's what it was. (laughs) It was ginger hate, but, but he's gone. Um, I I liked him. I thought he had a good future ahead of him. I honestly don't believe in this uh, concussion thing. I think the Yankees, wanted to keep playing Brett Gardner, and they told the kid, like, hey, listen, we're going to tell people you're injured so that you can't come up here and fuck up Brett Gardner's day, and you're going to play along, or we're going to fuck your career up. I think that's what happened. I honestly think that's what happened. It, it didn't it, help that he didn't really produce. Because it, it didn't make sense. Well, well, here's my thing. Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense that when Greg Allen was playing better, he got sent down to the minors, and they played Brett Gardner. It made no sense whatsoever. Brett, Greg Allen is a, a switch hitter, was faster, played better defense, it was hitting better. So why would you send him down to the minors? Except for the fact that you just want to keep playing Brett Gardner because you paid him $4 million. That's definitely plays into it. I I think, especially with that kid, I I like that kid Velasquez that came up. I I thought he added a spark and then was immediately sent back down because, ah, well, we got a lot more talent on this team, at least on the books. We have talent that we have to get out there. So sorry, kid. On the payroll. The long and short of it is Hal doesn't want people on his team that he's paying big money to that aren't working is what it comes down to. But yeah. for Clint Frazier, this is what I got for you, buddy. He signed a contract with, with the break with, uh, with the Cubs, Cubs and, yeah. and I, and the Cubs play the Yankees this year in June. And I honestly hope he comes back and just ruins that entire series for the Yankees. And they sweep the Yankees and he goes, I don't know, eight for 12 with three walks and four home runs and, 19 RBI. I really hope I don't that's think that. I, will, I don't think he I starts for that it. team. How about that? I don't think yeah, that's I was gonna say I don't, one, I don't think he starts. And two, I mean, I get they Brett Gardner has was there and all that stuff that you're saying, because I know you always go on Brett Gardner rants, but I would say a lot of it had to do with injuries too, though. I, I don't disagree with you, but my point being is when you start the season and it's the third game of the year and you're 26 years old and you're sitting the right, bench, bench so that the 38 yeah. year old can get a rep. That's fucking ridiculous. No, that and, is, I agree with that. And, and I would also say that his, uh, when you're a young guy and you're trying to make a roster, and even when you're not a young guy, but you're younger than the fucking old man that's on the team, and you got to sit there and go, 
if I strike out today, I'm going to sit the bench tomorrow so that fucking old man mascot can get reps. That's that's yeah. not how you build confidence in young players. Imagine if Nick Swisher was still in the Yankees when Judge was coming up and they were sitting fucking Judge every third day so that Nick Swisher could get reps. How does that build Nick Swisher? I mean, excuse me, Aaron Judge. Yeah, you know I, I, I mean? yeah. Because that's what they did to it. that's what they did to 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 uh, Clint Frazier just now. I think I think Clint Frazier towards the end had a bad attitude, but I think that bad attitude can be justified with him not playing, not getting reps. Who has a big upside to watching Brett Gardner go out there and absolutely suck at the plate, be decent, mediocre. I guess, in the field, mediocre, mediocre at best in the field, but. It, it, it's it, it's disheartening to know you're a guy that has a lot more in the tank than Brett Gardner, and you're not getting your reps because they're playing him, and the guy's hitting sub 200. Yeah, yeah. But sorry, sayonara, Clint Frazier. Better luck next time. Uh, as far as free agency is concerned, wait. Do do? Well, it's done. Breaking news! Breaking news! I don't know if you guys were this, but within the last hour, Marcus Stroman signed with the uh, Cubs. I did see that, so he can block a whole new fan base now. I told, he said I he's, told never, he's never pitched in Wrigley Field before, and now it's his new home. So I guess well, I thought I thought nobody can get signed now that there's a there's uh, not you know a lockout it's yet. not officially a lockout. And I think but I thought as of December first, once they go into talks, that nobody can sign, no free agent can sign. I thought as of December first, midnight December first. Oh well, I guess that's tonight, right? Tonight. <laughs> yeah, so that's tonight. Never mind. I yeah. for whatever reason I was thinking last night, so that's going to probably be the last free agent signing but, until. Uh, I don't think anybody else can sign. I think the only thing you could do is add people to your minor league team. I've been trying to get blocked by Mike Marcus Stroman for months. <laughs> I don't watch I, out. I, he, he might get you thrown off this program. Should I take it personally? Because I've been I've been really been tagging him a lot of trash, calling him all types of stuff, and I have not gotten blocked. And I'm a little offended. I got to be honest. You know, everybody else is blocked. I just want to try harder. I apparently I got to say something like. Really off the wall that might get me suspended from Twitter or something. I don't know, but yeah, but every yeah. so often I look to see like what, what have what I said could that be? What could huh? that be? What could you say to get suspended, Nick? What could that? Be? I'm not going to say because I don't want to get suspended off of Belly Up Sports. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I just want to get blocked by Marcus Stroman. So Marcus, yeah, if you're out there. Just block me, man. I I've been talking a lot of shit about you, man. Just trust me when I say I've been talking a lot of shit about you. Yeah, most of it is ninety-nine percent of it is warranted. So, so going into the Yankees offseason here, uh, obviously nothing really going on. He's not talking uh, about Cashman was, is sleeping uh, as much as he slept on the floor during that uh, homeless uh, uh, thing he does every year. He sleeps outside Yankee Stadium, and I guess he just kept sleeping through the offseason because he's he has even looks like he's not I, even making an attempt to sign anybody here. We, I, I honestly think that they were anticipating a lockout. I think that they knew that they were going to be the reason there was a lockout. And because the Yankees do have a lot of influence. Um, mm-hmm. I think they knew there was going to be a lockout and they're like, we're not signing anybody because they're not playing next year anyway. And uh, you never know. Mind. Cause Max Scherzer is on that board uh, of the players association. So yeah. that dude wants to get paid. Yeah. He's you know? and, and I, I don't think, uh, I don't think he can afford to miss a year. I really don't. No, I don't think so either. I, I mean, I don't think uh, million. listen, as much as, you know, we say the off season, the, the lifting weights, that kind of thing, you know, can do damage to a player and how these guys doing the free weights in the off season may be hurting, especially the pitchers. But I don't think sitting idly by and just doing bullpen sessions in your backyard to your like 
nephew or something like that to keep warm is doing much for his arm. So, and I mean, going into the lockout, I mean, the MLB, I don't think has ever recovered from the 95 lockout. I, I, I think that viewership started tanking. I think that fans in the stands diminished, except in the big markets that always put fans in the stands. Um, and now coming off of all these COVID issues and the continued COVID issues, I don't think the MLB will be able to recover from another lockout. I think if they go into the season, even if it's just a quarter of the season that they're locked out, I think people are just going to wash their hands of it. I, I really do because it, I agree. it you're going too hard MLB into the totally trying to rebounded. change. MLB totally rebounded from the lockout in 94 with Maguire and Sosa. Totally rebounded. The problem that we have with baseball now is that the expansion thinned out the competition in the leagues. That's what happened. Adding two more teams in Tampa Bay, a completely irrelevant city with a trash stadium and a cheap team, and adding Arizona where it's 2,000 degrees outside to watch baseball. You know, it's nice in, in, in the spring, you know, in the, in, the, in the Arizona Fall League or in spring training, but it's not – who wants to be outside in Arizona in July to watch a ball game? And it's not the same being inside, like being in a dome all day with air conditioning is not the same as being in that outdoor feel. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that adding those two expansion teams is what really thinned out the competition. And that's what always happens, right? If you look at the competition in the 60s before major expansion happened with the addition of the Houston Colt 45s and New York Mets, and, and uh, Montreal Expos and the, the Toronto Blue Jays and, and a myriad of other teams every roster by comparison to today had six or seven all-stars on it i mean obviously they weren't all-stars in their day because the all-star team could only be so so uh so large but if you look at those numbers for those guys across major league baseball eras were lower why well if there's only 15 teams how many aces are there right at least 30 right and every team's got two aces. Imagine every team had a Scherzer and a DeGrom, because that's how it was in the 60s. And then we kept expanding the addition of the Florida Marlins, the Colorado Rockies, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the uh, Tampa Bay Rays thinned out the amount of viable baseball players across baseball. And a lot of teams fell into disrepair because they couldn't keep up. It wasn't because of the it was not because of the lockout. We were recovered. Steroids helped us recover from that shit. Yeah, we turned a blind eye, but now that's not the case. And now I think especially you had a lot of fans turned off with all the shenanigans that the MLB was pulling to the, the seven-inning doubleheaders, the guy on second base. It, it, it's it, You're changing the game of baseball for what reason? You're not bringing in fans doing that. You want to bring in fans? You want to keep the fans? Let everybody do steroids. They, no, they, they changed the game in order to appease the TV businesses because fans don't care. I, I – I watched a football game, a college football game last week, Florida State versus Florida. The game was four hours long. So where is the call to shorten football games? Right? Because a football game is supposed to be three hours roughly, right? Right, but there's less games. There's less games. And that's fine. But point being is is that the complaint is that the game is too long. A three-hour baseball game is too long. But why is a four-hour football game okay? I it's just told you, it's be, no, it's, it's, it's because there's too many games, dude. You, the TV, the TV, 40 games, don't 40 games don't matter. Eating on the 10 o'clock news. I get it. But more action. I, what, there's more action in football. No, I, yeah, there's I definitely more action in football, but 
a lot of the games don't matter. It They just don't matter, especially the first month and a half, two months of the season. It doesn't matter. The end of a football season, right now, the end of the Jets season does not matter. Right, but you know, you're talking about mattering one team. When they lost eight games. No, that's 90% of the NFL right now. How many teams are still in a playoff hunt right now in the NFL? The Giants are technically in a playoff hunt. The Giants are, what, four and seven or some shit, and they're still in a, in a, in a playoff hunt, technically. Technically, they are. Technically, you're still alive. Mathematically, you're alive. So you're still. The, able to win I mean, the the AFC East you have a is. No. So judge can't do math. The AFC East, you got the Pats. You you got Miami trying to go on a little tear. You got the Bills. Not I mean, going on a tear either. Let's be let's be real, guys. There's a good seventy. They're still in the hunt, though. The playoffs. They're still in the hunt with the extra right. game, especially. They're in the hunt. Is, is there's uh is it seventeen games now? Yeah. So you have an extra game to catch up. But ultimately, the college football game I watched, Florida State versus Florida, was four hours long. Well, that's because it's How that happened, I don't know. How, yeah, how college football is always longer because there's stoppage every time there's a first down in the second and fourth I got quarters. you, but nobody's sitting here saying change the rules of college football. That's because everyone in college football is fucking hammered during, during their game. Get hammered during a baseball game. Love it. You know the greatest thing about baseball is? You could sip your beer for 20 seconds and you didn't miss anything. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. But yeah, but for folks like us, the game is too long. It, it, honestly, unless you're pregame in the parking lot, it's kind of hard to get hammered at a Yankee game. You got to bring like 300 bucks with you. The, the I longest... actually saw some guy tweeted out. He's like, a Yankee fan enjoy $18 for a dog and beer. Jokes on you, $18 is a discount. That's true. For a beer yeah. and a hot dog. Last time we went to a Yankee game, Nick, what, what were you drinking? Like $14 Guinnesses, $15 Guinnesses? Yeah, those beers are like 12, at least 13 Dogs are like eight now. bucks a piece. Yeah. If you get a dog, I mean, we were rocking steak sandwiches for like nineteen dollars a steak yeah, sandwich. That's still saying, dude. If you got a dog for eighteen dollars with a beer, that's a deal at Yankee Stadium. Absolutely, that's half off night. To thirty dollars on a beer and some food, but that's uh, Yankee Stadium prices. So. Yankee but, Stadium will never have two dollar beer night. That's for shit sure. No, no they would but, not. Uh, it would be crazy. So yeah, it looks like a lockout is pending. We'll see what happens. I think it's I, looming. It's near. It's they it's went in. They went into talks for seven minutes and walked out. And then seven minutes they walked out again. The yeah. only thing that the only thing that's helping us is that Bob Nightingale tweeted out that the lockout is imminent, and that guy always gets his shit wrong. So like, if he's wrong again, it'd be amazed if like there's like a CBA deal at like eleven fifty nine tonight, and it'd be like uh, just just show that tweet of Bob Nightingale saying the lockout's imminent. Reason cold takes. It'd be, oh, it'd be amazing. He's always on freezing cold takes. But uh, moving on from baby. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Baseball, I don't know if you guys saw it yesterday. I caught it. Knicks lose to the Nets. 
Uh, and Julius Randle, who had a great game up until about the last, I don't know, minute of the of the game, gets hit with a technical and basically loses the – I mean, I don't want to say he lost the game because I don't believe that you lose it on one play. You lose it on every play leading up to that one play. <laughs> but basically he loses the game uh, post-game, uh, the altercation with the referee. Basically, he said that the referee told him that he, you know, basically he got he got fouled quite a few times. And the referee told him, well, you're big and strong and it doesn't affect you like it affects somebody else. So we, we, we just don't call those fouls. Basically, he said, because you don't flop, we don't call it. So I this is kind of spoiling my uh, the new segment we're doing the beer and a take because this, this is, this is going to be my take is the NBA soft. Um, is, is this, this pretty much pisses me off because one, it's saying that if you flop, you're getting the foul call. So it's, it's encouraging flopping, even which is, which is also a foul, by the way, it's also a foul. Exactly. And then you're going to tell Julius Randall, well, you're too big and strong when you go to the hoop. So if you get hit, you're still able to finish. So we don't call it on you. Like, how does that, how's that fair? So James, they wouldn't say that to LeBron. No. And that's, it's not, it's not fair. James Harden, who's the other guy on the other side of this game. It's his net surf flop. game is flopping all the time. And anytime he gets, he gets, he, hey, hey, hey. he dips into somebody. Show him some respect. He is surf flop. All right. <laughs> Whatever. So anyway, he he'll dip into somebody. He'll get the call. I mean, it just, it's, it's kind of contradicting themselves because they want to stop flopping. But then again, when somebody who's strong is getting hit, a foul is a foul. It doesn't matter if you're strong. It doesn't matter if you're soft. And that was Julius's point. Julius was just like, is that how we're administering, <laughs> uh, administering the rules now? Is that how you officiate a game? Is that not that a foul is a foul? If it looks like it was a foul, then it was a foul. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. There's very clear, defined foul. rules about what a foul is. It's not that like ref shouldn't be able to ref a game the rest of the he season. Should be fired. It's 100%. like it's like boxing. If I punch you below the belt and you don't and I don't get you in the balls, does that not count? <laughs> like so, no, it still counts. Uh, that, it, the it was a clown answer by the ref because you're essentially admitting that you saw the foul but didn't feel like you wanted to call it. Exactly. I, 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 I didn't realize that was their job. I thought their job was to officiate and follow the rules, not decide, ah, well, that rule really doesn't matter in that situation. Imagine imagine in football if somebody got a first down and it was really close, and they're like, well, you didn't motion that you got the first down, so I didn't call it a first down. It didn't right. look like a first down to me because you didn't look like you thought it was a first down. <laughs> like, what? Well, also, another thing with the NBA being soft is that they had clear evidence of tampering of the Miami Heat and the Chicago Bulls uh, with Lonzo Ball and with Kyle Lowry going to the Heat. Yep. Uh, the NBA announced that they were going to remove, um, suspend their next second round picks. Now, when that's available, so that's not this year. And both of those teams don't have a second round pick. And not to mention, second round picks in the NBA don't usually pan out. It's like a so seventh round pick in the NFL. It's, it's like you're going to the G League. It's a complete slap on the wrist. For once again, another rule if they're trying to enforce the tampering. And it's like the Miami Heat and the Bulls, like, we don't even have a second round pick for a couple of years from now. So, like, our punishment's not going to be for a while. So, what does it matter? It's, yeah. it's another, another time the NBA is just contradicting themselves. They're being soft. They want to enforce these rules. They're trying to do new things to protect the, their brand. But here you go again, just Adam Silver doing the damn thing, contradicting himself. So, so uh, LeBron has COVID. I saw that. It seems like this is a year where LeBron's missing a lot of games. He's saving himself for, for non-injury-related things. He's saving himself for the playoffs. 
How, how long until he blames a shit game on having COVID or the effects of COVID? I'm not saying that that can't happen because that that does exist. Yeah. Especially cold fatigue when you're a high-level athlete. I'm not going to try to – but I feel like it's going to come hard and fast. I mean immediate almost. If they miss the playoffs, he's going to blame it on the COVID fatigue. Yeah. 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 You're going to hear it until next season. (laughs) Yeah. I'm still still dealing with this COVID fatigue. It's been a year and a half. But – so let's get into our recap for last week's picks. TJ, no, let's not. Let's not and say we did. <laughs> Fast and furious, T. Give it to us. Hoofa. Hoofa, hoofa, hoofa. All righty. We had uh, Nick going four and two. My man, back in the hunt. Four and two. Uh, Rook, I don't know what happened, but you went two and four. Um, you don't like the seat at the top, apparently. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I, I think it was the, those the, taking the Thanksgiving games. No, in the Apples Colts and the Cowboys. I I went with Cowboys. It was Thanksgiving, but it was stupid. Yeah, that was a bad pick. And not three that and I m- did much better. I went three and three. So I would have been three and three if the Colts held on to their ten point lead with three minutes left in the uh, in the third. So well, it didn't happen, did it? Indianapolis, screw you. <laughs> if the Queen had balls, she'd be the king. Exactly. So that uh that now levels us off. Me and Rook are tied at the top. Thirty wins, twenty nine losses, and a push. Abysmal, but still above 500. I'll take it. We're still making a tad bit of money. I'm going to pretend that one of those was like a 50-time unit bet. So I'm still in the hunt for some cash. Uh, And then Nick bouncing back, 28 and 32. So right there. I mean, any any of us could be wearing pajamas down in Atlantic City in a couple weeks, boys. My pajamas just came in the mail. So Mike got here this week as well. I am actually excited. I I, I don't mind losing because they're just so damn nice. Minded, wear some there. Mine's fleece, they're a onesie, you know. Yes. Nice little, same here. And yeah, I went with little, Tipsy Elves. Shout out to Tipsy Elves, they make some high quality onesies. No wow. free ads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got I got mine from Old Navy. All right, yeah, so let's go to our picks for this year. I, I this year, this week, uh, I am last, so I will go first. All right, so I got Arizona Cardinals minus seven and a half. The Indianapolis Colts minus nine and a half. Bad pick. <laughs> said the guy who went two and four this week. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens minus four. The San Francisco 49ers minus three and a half. The Dallas Cowboys minus four and a half. And I'm taking the under Jets and Eagles under 45 and a half. Jalen Hurts potentially out this week. And uh, the Jets missing Michael Carter. Uh, as well as potentially Corey Davis. All right. Uh, I'm going to start off with the Vikings minus seven. I'm also going to take the Cardinals minus seven and a half. I'm going to go, and I, I mean, it breaks my heart to do it, but I really don't care at this point. The Eagles minus seven. The Dolphins minus four and a half. The 49ers minus three. And I'm going to take the Pats and Bills over 42 and a half. I'm actually really looking forward to this game. Um, I mean, like I said, that that AFC East, it's wide open at this point. The Pats are red hot. I I, I would like to see the Bills bounce back and, and make a statement because right now they're looking pretty damn flat, and they're not the team that we thought they were. You know, at the start of this year, they were red hot, and they're they've fizzled out, and the Pats have taken control. They're so I'm really out. looking forward to that uh, Pats Bills game that overs 42 and a half. I think uh, if we have a shootout game, which I'm hoping for, I think any NFL fan is hoping for, especially NFL fans like myself, who's going to be watching the Jets lose, 
Um, I just want to watch a solid football game, a lot of scoring. So we'll, we'll see. So I don't have my picks. Uh, they've got they got lost. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna wing it here. Um, we'll just give you a two and four week again if you'd like. I'll take two and four because I think I feel like Nick's gonna have a worse week. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! Where's the boost? Don't be overconfident. I shouldn't be overconfident. I'm actually really nervous to make picks. So here we go. I'm just gonna spit him out. Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna do it again. Dallas Cowboys minus four and a half tomorrow night on Thursday. Back to back Thursday night games. Um, I'm going to also take the under in the Bucks Falcons. That's a 50 and a half. <laughs> Thanks. It's a little low, but yeah. Uh, this is like two tough teams. They're so hit and miss. But I'm going to go Bengals minus three. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> Dolphins minus four and a half. Daniel Jones is out. Mike Glenning. Lennon, he's gonna stink, stink it up. Did you just pick the Dolphins over your own team again? <laughs> because there's no you Daniel can't Jones. Call a Giants fan. You're done here. You're there's out. No Daniel Jones. They're You're out, already, Tom. Daniel Jones is terrible. a burden to your team, not a boon. What they're do you mean Saquon Barkley's gonna get like 32 yards this week? That's why monumental he's yardage like three overall. First of all, they, scored, they scored 13 points. They had no business winning that game. If it wasn't for <laughs> Jalen Rager dropping a ball every time a ball is thrown at him. Um, how many more picks do I have to go? <laughs> Two more. <laughs> Two more. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Ravens minus four and a half. This is gonna Oof. be so bad. I'm gonna go zero for six this week. Um, take the Jets. Take the Jets. No, I'm not gonna pick the Jets. I'm gonna pick the uh, Niners minus three. Just picking my picks, huh? That's that's what you're doing this week. Actually, you know what? Take away the Ravens. I didn't see this game, but give me the uh, give me the Broncos plus nine and a half. The most unprofessional. <laughs> Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen is talking about me, but he's talking about who's being unprofessional. It's bad. All right, yeah, got our picks for uh, week. What is this? Thirteen of the NFL season. So let's talk about the previous week, okay? And uh, surprise, surprise, the Seahawks suck. Um, and they have no first-round pick. And my question for you guys is, is Jamal Adams okay? Because when he was on a losing Jets franchise, he was so depressed, his dad called his agent to get him a trade. Uh, so do you guys feel like he might be depressed again? Or does money solve everything? And he really doesn't give a shit because he's getting paid to be a mediocre, a, a subpar uh, safety and a mediocre linebacker. I don't. I don't think money solves anything. I mean, if you watch this week, I think Odell Beckham Jr. is pretty damn, uh, pretty damn upset, and he makes a decent amount of cash. You know, his father's sending out videos and stuff about how good his son is, and I haven't seen it. I mean, the I, last I haven't seen it since he got kicked in the face by a kicking uh, net. Yeah, I, I mean that. That's probably the hardest he's worked since. Was it, that was a weird that was a weird sentence right there. 
We since, thought you were gonna say since, since fighting the net. What oh, since, since fighting the net. net. Okay, okay, since then, got it. All oh, right. oh, yeah. I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, "What's he gonna say?" Holy I was God, like, "Everybody's staring at me." I, I thought you guys knew what I, I was referencing. Was I'm no, sorry. We literally, we're sitting here at the edge of our seats. Like, where is this gonna go? Yeah, where is it going? Since I really thought you were smelling the fart acting. Like you were just sitting there <laughs> and you were like, you were waiting to put the exclamation point on that sentence of OBJ hate. Well, I, I, I do apologize if that came out weird, but yes. I, I, he did score his first said. touchdown. <laughs> that was touchdown uh, since, I think, 2019, apparently. That was like a William Shatner. <laughs> on the wing. You were the, you Something. Were the guy, you were the guy who plays uh, RZA on uh, Wu-Tang for, for, <laughs> to talk about like new things. I mean – William Shatner is a long time ago, friend. It doesn't matter. William Shatner's great. William Shatner's Canadian. He's not that great. So anyway. William Shatner's great. He, he he was rich twice in his life. Once from acting, and then for all those uh, what was it? Uh, Priceline. Yeah. Priceline. They, they they paid him in a butt ton of stock, and then that stock took off, and he was like, "Oh shit! Look, a couple hundred million dollars in free stock." So anyway, OBJ did catch his first touchdown this week since uh, 2019, I believe it. So, so what's going on with Jamal Adams? You, you guys think he's content out there in Seattle? And I just no, want to point fine. out, and not to toot my own horn, but I'm almost positive, and, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, I said he would die in mediocrity on the West Coast. He would become completely that. irrelevant because who gives a shit about the West Coast? Well, fun fact, Jamal Adams actually surpassed Vince, Vince Wolfork this week, and he is now tied with interceptions. With JPP, a man who plays with a little club <laughs> on his hand. Three fingers on one hand. Amazing. I'm it's pinky. Amazing. That guy, they, they're tied for deception. I just want to point out that uh, I've seen uh, John Franklin Myers and uh, Shaq Lawson catch touchdowns that were more impressive, or catch interceptions this year that were more impressive than everything that Jamal Adams has done to this point. Yeah. But well, uh, he settled in into he's mediocrity, like you said. I think he's fine. He got paid. He's happy. I, I, I don't think he's happy. That, that's all that. No, I think he's happy. I think that's I think all that ever mattered bad. to him was making. Yeah, money. I, don't, I don't think he cares about the. I think he, he just cared about the team. The he didn't care about anything else. He just cared about making money. Mm-hmm. Feeling like he was important, not actually being important. Mm-hmm. But moving yeah. on for that bum and the first, the two first round picks the Jets got for him. Jets and Giants draft pick. Right now, the Jets are poised to have the fourth, the fifth, and the Giants, the sixth and seventh draft picks in the NFL draft uh, next year. How do you guys feel about that? Uh, I think it's pretty awesome that there's four picks in the top ten that are going to be on in New York sports. I think it's more important what we do with those picks rather than the it is, of course it's important. Of course. Or Ryan Leafs and it's it's not that great. I, I, I like the, <laughs> the the having the back to back picks, especially that low, allows you yeah. to plan ahead big time. It allows you to pick up guys that you want and not have to trade away picks. Um you would assume whoever is going to come in, you know, with the first, second or third round pick will most likely take a quarterback. Um, I, I think the Jets are poised to fill some holes. Who that's going to be is yet to be seen, but I, I like the back-to-back picks that low. I think that's a great way to build up on this team. If they hit on those picks, by the way, if both franchises hit on these picks, those that's those are franchise-altering picks if yeah. you hit. Yeah. Now, the odds of you hitting in the top 10 is about 60%. 
the Jets and the Giants have a 40% chance of not doing it because they have four picks. Let's just hope they're not those 40%. Yeah, right. Well, here's the thing with the Giants pick. So there's not really a viable quarterback coming out of college this year. So I believe they're going to trade one of those picks for a quarterback somewhere. And I think Russell Wilson's a little unhappy with Seattle, even though he's not playing great. I don't know if it's because of the the line of the team or because he hurt his finger. So here's my question, though. If his line is awful, would he want to go to the Giants? That's the thing, too. Like, would he want to be with the New York Giants when they they already have a shitty line? But you could hope that the they build the line up with the other pick. Um, they're drafted for high offensive linemen. Do you think Russell Wilson's the answer, though? No, I don't. I, but I think it's, I think, I think I the Jet, uh, the rather the Giants have a lot more problems than just quarterback. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But I think it's at least a band aid to get you from Daniel Jones to. Um, the next viable college quarterback. So, and the reason why I say this is because, I mean, Russell Wilson, you bring him in, he's a big name, fan, keeps the fans happy. The fans are disgruntled. He's, they're, they're booing Mara, they're booing Tish. Listen, they're, I, they're I don't want to hear about things. how Giants fans are disgruntled. You've seen two Super Bowls in your life, and Nick, you've seen them go to three. Nick, how many times have you seen the Jets in the Super Bowl? <laughs> I, I think I heard about it. I, I heard about it. I've seen pictures. So I don't want to hear about Giants fans being disgruntled. Right. Oh, poor thing. They're, they're, tell me about the Steelers. The Steelers being real disgruntled. Tell me about that. Get the fuck out of here, disgruntled. Well, what I'm trying to say is that's what's going on if you're a Giants fan. Whether you agree with it or not, you're a Jets fan. I know you guys are fucking miserable. But the thing is, we're joining your misery because we're just as bad, maybe even worse. No, you guys are more miserable. Let's call it what it is. The year that fucking Eli Manning won you the Super Bowl, you people were calling for his head three that's games in. That is so you you guys are a hundred percent more miserable as as a fan base. I think yeah, Jet fans have settled in to losing. okay with it? They were ready to string Eli Manning from the nearest freaking lamp post in two thousand and nine. Not me. And, I loved Eli. And then they won the never, Super Bowl and they all bought his jerseys man. that night. Of course, elite Eli. I remember. Well, let me say I remember this. being with Rook as he bought that jersey on the Super Bowl night. That's not true. I had that jersey well before. I had that jersey the year before. See, do you remember Dennis showed up to practice shortly thereafter with an Eli jersey? I do remember that. Where did that come from? I, I'm pretty sure it, it was eBay with a $400 markup. It came, it came from Models the night they won the Super Bowl. All right. Well, instead of in, it interrupting me and telling me how I shouldn't be disgruntled as a Giant fan, I'm still going to say the Giant fans are disgruntled, and Russell Wilson may not be the exact answer that we need because they need to build up, one, a defensive line and get a pass rush, and then, two, get offensive line to protect the quarterback which is the most important thing in football is one, can you get to the quarterback? And two, can you protect your quarterback? So but, but the New York question. Giants can't do either right now. Do you trade your a, a first round pick, right? For a player who's not going to have you win now? Or do you trade back, get another first round pick for next season where there is a viable quarterback per, perhaps, and then pick a young guy to build around? Because again, if you're saying yeah. that Russell Wilson's not the answer right now, then yeah. he's not the answer next year either. So do you no. trade with that pick for for potential? Or do you trade that pick for – it seems like placation. You're just trying to placate the fan base. I mean, listen, either way uh, – I mean, I can't really answer that right now, but I will say either way because I know your next point is whether or not Gettleman would be gone or if Judge would be gone. So Both gone. Gettleman, wow. the, sources, the sources are already saying Gettleman's going to be gone. So I'm at least half of the Giants already saying that they cannot trust Gettleman with these two top 10 picks, which I'm happy with, but I don't know. I honestly don't know about judge because I think I, I honestly believe that you have to get rid of the GM, get rid of the coach that he brought in. 
I would say yes, get rid of both of them. I do like Joe Judge, but I just don't think right now it's working out. And why would you hire a GM to have to take over that coach the last GM brought in that you were that has not panned out yet so far? I so for I, me, I think they're they're both a package deal and they're both gone. I, I don't like Judge. I don't like Judge at all. I when you have multiple veterans retiring rather than play for him, that is a problem. Well, that, that was in the uh, offseason. When, yeah. when he's walking through the building and going, get down, give me push-ups. Dude, I'm in the Army, and I don't do that to people. And, you know why? Because I'm not a douchebag. And, you know he, and he passes the buck a lot. Like You, you like, can't flex on people like that. When no, you're a leader, I, people want to follow you because you're a leader, not because they're afraid of you or because they think that you can beat them up. Like and, that's, yeah. not a, that's not a leadership quality. Charisma is a leadership quality. Rex Ryan, for all his faults, was very charismatic. Bill Parcells is very charismatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't be like Belichick. And everybody that tries to be like Belichick fails miserably because their players don't respect them. And that's what it comes yeah. down to. And and if I remember yeah. right, Joe Judge is a Belichick di- disciple, is he not? He is, correct, he is. You can't do shit like that. You, mm-hmm. you have to win or come to a, an under, a mutual understanding so that you can do that. You can't walk in day one a nobody and sit there and, and walk around like you're king dingling. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I agree. And I think, yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see what they would do with the two picks. I don't know if they're going to trade for Wilson. I don't know if even it's worth doing it, but they're a team where they don't have a first-round pick. Uh, they have a quarterback that's, that's still serviceable, and it just seems like it's a fair deal at this point. But is Russell, Russell Wilson worth the top ten? pick that you're kind of mortgaging your future basically with I, I mean I would give up yeah a different round pick yeah but who knows the, 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 ask for too much it's gonna all go to how much you have to appease the fans and I think you have to appease the fans a lot considering what they charge at MetLife and the fact that season ticket holders had to pay that exorbitant amount of money to buy their seat but so, they're also not selling those seats either no, they're not. They're already sold, though. I mean, the, no, the people that bought the – you know how many fans I, I, I know personally that just buy the season tickets because they laid out that money for the seat itself, the PSA or whatever it is? It, it, no. They begrudgingly have to pay for it because if you don't, it's a waste of money. No one's giving you that PSA money back. Nobody wants it. Right. But they're also yeah. not selling that PSA. It's like having a, a taxi freaking medallion. You're not. You're not selling that. Right, but it's like you're locked in. You 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 know made a losing bet, and you have to just keep chasing it with money. For years. my brother-in-law got rid of his uh, his tickets. He he ate, like, he ate that. What what, what was his PSA? Was it the five grand or was it the twenty five hundred? No, I don't think it was that much that he had to eat. But he definitely had to eat some sort of uh, cost to it. But he's like, I can't give them that plus the PSL, and then plus what I'm paying for season tickets is not worth it to see a losing product. And I don't think he's the only one. I think a lot of people gave up their tickets, season tickets. Remember back in the day when they were in Giant Stadium, there was a giant list of people. No, I mean, no pun intended for saying giant, but there was a huge list of people who would wait. Yeah, and even for the Jets too, I'm sure. Yeah. You were, like, I remember signing up for the, the Giants season tickets and like, I'm just going to wait in this list. And maybe when I'm like 45, I'll get a, I'll finally get some season tickets. Now it's like, there is no wait list. They're calling you. If you want it, you can have it, but they're going to cost you a lot of money. And it's like, I, I remember the Jets did that. They called me one year and they asked me to buy tickets. And I was like, I'm not buying tickets until Tim Tebow's off the team. 
<laughs> and they stopped calling me. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, it's I, I did something similar with the Rangers, and uh, MSG did call me up, and the season tickets that they had, let's just say, I could not afford. Yeah, I'm not giving you a, a, a brand new car's worth of money to go sit in some seats. I, I'm sorry, I, I don't got it like that. Yeah, you gotta sell, yeah. and they're not if they're if your team's not good, you're not making your money back because you could sell your tickets for like the Rangers and the Knicks, but if you're if you can't and the team's just trash. You're stuck because you can make your money back if you sell one is a good player, a good team there. But they're not. You're stuck. Well, I mean, I know this year. I mean, if you sold that Henrik Lundqvist game, I mean, you bought your season tickets oh, yeah. for those. I, I come 100%. on, that that's a home run. That right there. Yeah. I don't know a single fan that's going to go that has season tickets that's like, oh, I got to go see that retirement. It's like, no. If you're going to give me two thousand dollars a ticket, I'll take it. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner uh so talking about the rangers big win tonight big uh, win dominant dom dominant from I mean, you know what i i it, it, Over it wasn't shoulder. dominant it wasn't dominant they were sloppy um over. what's that i'm telling nick to move his hand over it was it was it the rangers played <laughs> sloppy they were getting beaten in the defensive zone by the flyers to the puck um the Flyers seemed to be all over them. It seemed like, especially in the third period, they couldn't move the puck. But they were the better team. I mean, statistically, they were the better team going in anyway. But rivalry game, they were the better team. They grinded out for the win. You got uh, Capo Caco getting to assist and to the points. You have Chris Kreider with 16 goals on the year. I think the only person uh, with more goals on the season than Kreider right now is Ovechkin. So Kreider is having a stellar year. Hunt also with a goal and Truba. And I, I got to say, I absolutely love Jacob Truba. I love his intensity. I love the type of defense he plays and the fact that he's getting up there on the on, on the score sheet. And how long have we, we been waiting for somebody like that yeah. who's going to play the puck, uh, you know, defensively, back check, and then also get involved in the offensive zone? I love it. I think that the Rangers are, are starting to take what our dear friend Sean Avery has said to us, uh, four check, back check paycheck uh we're seeing that a lot more especially with reeves out there we're seeing that a lot more um i thought adam fox played a very sloppy game today uh the power play with him and panarin at one point i'm looking they looked at each other like what the fuck are we doing and took themselves off the ice it was bad kako looks great looks great right now looks great right now um truba looks great Reeves looks great. Fuck that ref. They weren't offsides. All right. That was bullshit. Um, I will say this. This is a common phrase that the Avery says, but the boys are buzzing right now. I love that. I love always calling the hockey team the boys. The boys are buzzing. Let's go. But, uh, Absolutely. I'm excited. I, you know, it was a proud day to wear a Kako Tuesdays. Third star today. All right. Right there. Kako Tuesday. All right. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. But every day 
is a Caco Tuesday. All right. If the day ends in Y, it's Caco Tuesdays. All right. If the Rangers, if the boys are playing, it's Caco Tuesday. If the boys are playing, it's Caco Tuesdays. That being said, new new merch from over here at the Scoreboard Addicts. I will be at the game on Friday. If you see me, I'll be wearing my Caco Tuesday shirt. If you see me, come over, say hello, take a picture. We might have a Caco Tuesday shirt for you somewhere down the line on the house. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have a giveaway soon. Uh, we have a couple extra ones. These are our prototypes. Uh, yeah. We're trying to get the official merch one set up. Uh, we're possibly doing that right now. But, um, yeah, we're going to have the these shirts available, Give do a couple giveaways. Uh, so be a lookout for that. Soon. If you see me at the game, come over, say hello. We'll take a picture, post it on your Twitter, Instagram, wherever you want to put it, and and tag Scoreboard Addicts Podcast. And we'll we'll enter you in that whole. Hey, you might get a free shirt on the house from yep. us, and uh, you can have to, around the Christmas time area. And subscribe for Christmas too. It might be next year. Next and calendar. subscribe to our YouTube channel and our uh, either on Apple Spotify. or our Spotify. Yep, and and, uh, Nick, and and that's that simple. Come over, say Nick. Hello. I I think what you need to do is bring an extra shirt down, get there for warm ups, go down by the rink, bang on the glass, and tell Kako you'll trade him a shirt for a puck. That might be something I have to do. I might have. I to think so. I, might I think so, it. dude. Bring a right, sign. Yeah. We'll trade shirt. Somebody that works at the garden to do that to facilitate that. Yeah, I, I wonder if you know anyone. Do you know anyone? I in the might. Garden? I might. I, I've been to the garden before. You know me. I'm a social butterfly. We've ice. gotten hooked up with some free swag at the garden. I don't know how that happens. I I will say this: the coolest thing that's uh, I've been working on my pot. Then sucks whistle. By the way, you got I it down, Pat. Wait. I'm pumped. <laughs> Hot man sucks. Thank you. All right. You know what? It sounds All better right. with a couple beers in you. It does. Yeah. It does. yeah. I got a couple. Scotch, you know. So. But I, I got to say that one of the coolest things that ever happened to me at the garden, other than you know, with my father uh, running into, I ran into Ty Domi. Ty Domi was out. I believe he was suspended. Might have been uh, injured. What? For? what for? I think I think he was suspended. But a, as a little kid, my father sees Ty Domi walking through the garden. You know, like the pit bull that he is in a nice suit and tie. My father runs right up to him and like, hey, you know, Mr. Domi, big fans, can you take a picture with my son? And Ty Domi with a huge smile on his face picks me up, puts me on his shoulder and takes a picture. And amazing, amazing night. I still have that picture. I got to put that up in the house. I, I got to go grab that out of storage. But That's another picture you got with Paul O'Neill. Yeah. <laughs> it's a story for another time. <laughs> but the second coolest thing that happened at the garden <laughs> Uh, my wife is a St. John's graduate, and what St. John's used to do for the students, um, they used to do $10 tickets to Yankee games, Ranger games, uh, Broadway plays. So my my wife scored us uh, tickets to a Ranger game. We get there early because I'm a diehard fan. I like getting there for warm-ups, just shooting the breeze with people. And uh, some but lady in a clipboard. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that goes without saying. But I'm there 45 minutes to an hour before the national anthem. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. And uh, I'm standing there down by the ice, and a lady with a clipboard walks up to me and goes, hey, would you like to be part of the on-ice contest? I'm like, yeah, of course. Let's get this going. I had to ride a big wheel around the rink and race. And uh, First time? First time riding a big wheel uh, in MSG, yeah. Listen, after the new year, after the SEC season is over, we'll go to a game. I'll make some phone calls. We'll see if I get you on the ice again. 
Listen, I, I, I listen. I, I got to do better than I did. I, I didn't win the race. I came in second place. I wiped out into a wall. I took the turn a little too fast, but at least I got to go blow into the the wall of MSG. You know what I mean? Last Get to feel those boards game. on my body. The last time I was at a Ranger game was 2019 uh, Veterans Day. Well, it wasn't Veterans Day. It was the day after. And uh, got my. I, it was. It was a great. I'm not going to get into the details about how I was there, why I was there. Got to go in the ice, take a picture with my family. Uh, it, it was a phenomenal day. Uh, one of the best days of my life, hands down. Um, I got to stand on the ice at freaking MSG. That's dope. I mean, I, I, I can't even get into it. But let's talk about. Uh, we're, we're on hockey. Let's talk about the Islanders. So COVID protocol, right? A lot of Islanders fans bitching about how the Rangers slapped them around like the little bitches that they are. Oh, COVID. When we get the COVID, how come they didn't cancel the game? Uh. Is 10 the limit? Is it, is it you hit 10 and then the league is like, all right, 10 is good enough? Because that seems to be the standard. What do you guys think? I think I we think all it. knew that, they, especially at their new arena, they were not canceling that game. No. The amount of revenue anything. they were going to make, they don't care if they lose. They were not canceling that game. It comes down to dollars and cents, and they would have lost a lot of money. Okay, if they didn't play that game, but yeah, but stadium is gonna be was gonna be full because Ranger fans were going to travel out there. That's yep. a fact. Uh, as as our friend Sean Aves says, they get out they get out cheered in their own barn by Rangers fans regularly. Yeah, and that's, and that's what, what happened again. It didn't matter how many guys. There wasn't a limit. It was gonna be. We're playing that game because we need the money. I, I heard a lot of Hotman sucks in their barn. Yeah. Of course, as usual, as usual, it's what happens. I'll do so, so, so. My question is: Has the NHL started a standard that once you hit ten players on the COVID protocol list, that's when they're calling games? Because that's would, what happened. I would that, say yes at this point because right? Ottawa Senators had ten as well, and they canceled those games. Yep. And now the Islanders are there too. Were they at ten? Or were they at? They hit ten right after the Rangers game. Oh, so they, oh, well, that I mean, then maybe not. Then maybe not a little bit because then that one was. Then they, if they weren't at ten yet before the Rangers game, at, at the Rangers game they were at seven. After the Rangers game, they hit ten and they canceled the following game. Oh, I thought I didn't mean the games that they canceled before. I didn't mean no, 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 no. The Rangers game after the seven. Wednesday Thanksgiving Eve game, they, they hit, hit seven. And then after when, it, and then after that, seven, after the Rangers game, they hit ten. And they yeah. canceled everything. The next Ranger game. Or okay. Rescheduled. Yeah, they rescheduled. Then it's 10. It's All 10. right. I, I think that's that's normal. <laughs> um, Brendan the Biter Lemieux. So so Brendan Lemieux <laughs> gets into a, a tussle, gets into a row with uh with 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 chat with I can't pronounce his name. Chachik. There we go. Chachik. Is that right? T K A C H U K. Sure, sure, sure. Why not? Uh, and he bites him as they wrestling on the ground. Thoughts, talk to me, guys. Thoughts. Well, I just want to say before TJ goes, me and TJ both made the exact same face when we heard that he bit someone. We're like, <laughs> we're so disappointed. Hate to see it. I was sad to see him yeah. leave the Rangers, but if he's gonna do shit like that, <clears throat> I was yeah. sad to go because we had no fighters but him. He always seemed to be willing to fight. Yeah, yeah, listen, he he was an intense guy. He played with intensity. I if you if you're playing in the NHL and you got that, you know, grit in your stomach and that intensity and you're willing to drop gloves with anybody in the league, I think you have to be a little uh, mentally off. So he he had a bad moment and it doesn't look good. It's not a good look for the league. It's not a good look for him. 
But at the same time, I still respect it more than the rat Brad Marshand licking people. Okay. I, I'd right. rather get bitten than get my face licked by another dude that's... That doesn't make you gay. I'm just saying. So here's my question. Does that affect his... He's a legacy player. His father played in the league for the Capitals, if I remember right. correctly. Just to clarify, Brendan Lemieux's father is not Mario Lemieux. No, it is not. Clarify yeah, right not. now. His pop is not Mario Lemieux. Yeah, we got... I, I figured that. All right. Uh, but his father did play in the league for the Caps. If I remember correctly, he played for the Caps. Does that hurt his father's legacy? You know, like no. Listen, I, I think you go out there, you embarrass your old man. Like I am a legacy in my job. My father served in the army. I served in the army. A lot of the people that I know, they knew my dad, uh, and and I get that gets brought up. How's your old man doing? I've always carried myself to a higher level of professionalism because my last name carries a lot of clout where I work. Does that hurt the Lemieux name for his family? being accused of biting another player no if it was in the same uh franchise maybe your legacy as well yeah i i right and i think if it's if it's closer to home if it's in the same franchise yes it does hold that kind of weight but i think different team different franchise either way it doesn't look good it's embarrassing for the organization it's about embarrassing for him um I, i i think it's going to be one of those news stories now, and in a few weeks, somebody else will do something dumb, and it'll be forgotten about. It's not like he pulled the Tyson and bit the guy's ear off. I'm not trying to downplay biting somebody out, on the ice. After having heard everything with Tyson, Holyfield had it coming. Just saying. Listen, all I know is our friend, Happy Gilmore, tried to take a skate off and stab somebody, and then went on to be a professional golfer. So uh... That's why I keep my skates in my trunk. <laughs> So funny. Ant, what do you think? I don't think it really hurts his father's legacy. I mean, it's just stupid. Oh, no, no, it's, it's not necessarily your father's legacy. Your family's legacy. Your family legacy? I, I guess it's kind of you know, like weird. You look at somebody like Bob Boone, Brett Boone, Aaron Boone. If his kid plays baseball, that it, it becomes a thing. You know what well, I, mean? I would like, say? I would say Aaron Boone, the way he manages the Yankees, ruins Bob Boone's legacy. Bob Boone was a great manager. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, that, that way. But, uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. I, I'm going to say no on this one. I don't think it really yeah. affects his family. Like I say, it's a one-time thing. doesn't mean he always does it. I still think, like you said before, he's he used to throw the gloves down. He used to fight when he was with the Rangers. So, and that's what he is. It's a mistake. It happens. Now, if he gets, if he does what Marchand does, where he just, what Marchand kept looking right, at if he, if he makes it a thing. If he makes it a thing, then yeah, I think we'll have to question the family legacy at this point and whether or not. His father, uh, Mario, uh, raised a good, good kid. <laughs> yeah. not Listen, there's so many more dirty things that you could do on the ice that, that players do all the time. Okay, spearing somebody, going high with the stick in the corner. Um, I, I mean, every time somebody throws an elbow, you can potentially end somebody's career. Get somebody's uh, life. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's, so it, it's stupid. It, it doesn't seem like it was a uh, he injured the player. Um, I think the way hockey players are, if he's at least a little bit liked in that locker room, he's going to get a couple of those, you know, uh, wind up rattly teeth in the locker and they'll be calling them chompers for a while or something like that. I I, I think it's going to go away pretty quick. It's just a bad look and he's going to definitely be on notice for the rest of the season. I would think the the boys in the locker room are going to give it to him. Can we uh can we appreciate the uh the irony of a hockey player biting someone? 
It got to be fake teeth, right? <laughs> um, that being Boy. said, talking about dirty players, incoming from the Scoreboard Addicts podcast, some new merchandise. You'll soon be seeing a new action figure on a shirt from your Scoreboard Addicts. It'll be PK Subban with slew footing action. <laughs> like a G.I. Joe. Like a G.I. Joe with his kung fu grip. No one is safe from P.K. Subban. It is slew-footed action. So be well, on the, the only the only thing safe that. from P.K. Subban is the score sheet. <laughs> <laughs> so. Nice. nice. Wait, did you guys like my evil laugh? <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> I'm actually watching. I'm watching uh, Pittsburgh Edmonton right now. It's actually a really good, really good game. It's on uh, TNT right now. That's two two. Some really nice goals being scored here in this game. So <laughs> if you're looking to watch some hockey late night. I'd say tune tune in because this is a good game so far. Um, but I guess from here, moving on, hockey. Uh, the next topic we had was – my phone shut off. Sorry. Callers. Do we good. have any callers this week? Oh, yeah. Do we have callers this week? I don't think we did. I don't think we had nothing. any callers this week. We got nothing. Make sure we All throw up that number. Said, if you want oh, – Give me one second. If you want to, Rook, throw up that number. If If you would like to be entered into the sweepstakes to win your very own Kako Tuesdays shirt. As Taco Tuesday. Right here. Taco Tuesdays. All right. Please call that number. Like, share, subscribe to the Scoreboard Addicts podcast. Like us on and follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on YouTube and Spotify and call that number and leave us a little voicemail saying, I don't know. Hey, how are you? Saying, hey, I hate you. Saying, Hey, why don't you talk about this? Say anything. Just say it. All right. Enter yourself in. Get yourself. Absolutely. Listen, please, if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, please make sure you throw up uh at least your Twitter Twitter handle. You don't have to give us your uh number, your address, anything like that. Throw up your Twitter handle, give us a way to reach out to you. You make an impact with your phone call, you're getting a Taco Tuesday t shirt. Taco yeah. Tuesdays. And um uh, I was gonna say, forget it. And um, I like it. And we'll call out. Comments. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. listen, a, any phone call. If you think Rook is the oh, illegitimate father of your child, call in. Let I us got know. It. I got, if my, got Rook is the illegitimate back. child of, I don't know. Your balls. Kevin James. <laughs> I got my thought back. So we are we are due for a Screen Addicts edition of this podcast. We, we so usually we like to do, uh, you know, reviews of old or even current. Uh, sports movies, so we're definitely do our next one's going to be Slapshot. I don't know when we're going to do it. We said we were going to do it a couple weeks ago, and we got a little busy with uh, our lives, so we have a little time to do it. And that's lives, not wives. Um, so, <laughs> but wives are included in our lives, so I guess yeah, it's uh, it's all all encompassed. But so that's where we're at. We're going to do a Screen Addicts edition of a podcast again soon. Um, with I think we're gonna have another right, brewery right. review. We're gonna have to get out to a brewery soon, boys. Yeah, we have to, yeah. I was actually thinking that too. We're gonna have to get some Christmas beers in there. And we also have new, yes, a new, a new uh, thing. Uh, the twenty-five days of uh, of beers. Twenty-four. Oh, I'm sorry. The twenty-four days of beers. The Advent beers. The Advent uh, beers we'll, yeah. We will be reviewing one beer a day up until Christmas Eve, um, and give a sports take. Yes, beer and a take. Beer and a, a take. beer and a take. And uh, again, call that number for those of you listening to the podcast on Spotify or 
Apple Podcasts, 609-795-1391. Call that number, 609-795-1391. Enter yourself into a Kako Tuesdays sweepstakes and get yourself a free some free merch. And if you got any good local news stories in New Jersey, send them over. New Facebook. Jersey, New York, anything. Yeah. Pennsylvania, anything Connecticut. Wherever you are, if you have some crazy, crazy, stupid local Facebook. Florida man. We love the Florida man stories. Florida, yeah. We'll have to increase going to Florida with some of these. But Well, my parents live in Florida. We'll talk to them. We'll see what they say. Yeah, see what they say. That would be good. But uh, I think that's all we have this week. Uh, Again, be on the lookout for incoming uh, Subban with uh, slew footing action. That's coming up soon. Enter yourself in to win a free Kako Tuesdays shirt. And uh, we'll talk to you next week with the Scoreboard Addicts podcast. I'm Nick. He's Anthony the Rook. And TJ, as always, is hammered. Thank you so much for being with us. And we'll see you next week. Pajamas. (laughs) Later. And happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. The C is silent. It's not pronounced Chanukkah. And happy holidays, and enjoy our Advent uh, segment coming out soon. Later. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.